In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mark chapter 3, verse 27. Jesus says, But no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods, unless he first binds the strong man. Then indeed he may plunder his house. I can imagine for a moment that this verse would be rather terrifying if one believed it was talking about them. If you thought it was about what you must do, that you must be strong, that you must enter Satan's house, that you must cut the chains which enslave you to be free, that you must do all these things to be considered a true Christian. Terrifying. Because who of us is capable of such a feat? Or I suppose on the other hand, if one believed that they were capable, good enough, powerful enough, to walk into Satan's domain and bind the great dragon, the ancient serpent himself, by their sheer grit and determination, then it would leave one in great peril as well. Pride goes before destruction. Yet many to the detriment of their soul read the Bible in this way, twisting verses like this into all about them and what they can or must or should do to find ultimate freedom. But in Mark chapter 3, verse 27, Jesus is not talking about what you must do. He is talking about what he must do for you. You are not the strong one. Jesus is the strong one. You do not bind the strong man. Jesus binds the strong man. You are not able to set yourself free. A Christian confesses, I cannot free myself from my sinful condition. Jesus sets you free. Jesus does it all, the beginning, middle, and end of one's salvation. The Alpha and the Omega sets you free. And not in ways you or I would expect, but by means of a bloody cross, by giving up his life, by being bound, he binds the strong man, all alone, without you, or any help on your part. Hear this word from our Lord again. No one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man. Then indeed he may plunder his house. The scribes accused Jesus of being possessed by Beelzebul. They do not see him rightly. Jesus asked them, How can Satan cast out Satan? For he had just cast out many demons from people, and when the unclean spirits saw him, they fell down before him and cried out, You are the Son of God. Yet the religious leaders of Israel do not recognize him. They conclude through their blindness, You are doing this by the prince of demons. A strange predicament to witness. Demons saying one thing, scribes saying another, who is right? Shall we side with the demons? Or has the wolf taken on sheep's clothing? 
how quickly you can become trapped and entangled in the sin of your own thoughts and your own actions and not trust anyone but yourself to get you out. But here the Gospel of John sets us right, on sure ground, when he writes at the beginning of his Gospel, The law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Jesus comes not to give you the law, a list of things to do, a list of musts and must-nots. He comes not to tell you how you must pull yourself out of Satan's house by doing this or that, or that if you just dug a little deeper, you could find the strength within to pull yourself out. That, that's the teaching of the prince of demons, as well as the teaching of the scribes, who set burdens upon man which they themselves cannot even carry. No, Jesus does not cast out demons by the prince of demons or by the power of you. Jesus is the Son of God. He sets sinners free by grace. Amazing, full, free, unmerited, undeserved grace and truth. The fullness of truth is found in him, for he is the way, the truth, and the life. And so he comes to set you free, not by the law, but by grace. He walks right into Satan's house and binds him and plunders all his goods, bringing you back into his home, the house of the Lord. Martin Franzman captured it well in his hymn, We housed us in this house of doom, where death had royal scope and room, until thy servant, Prince of Peace, breached all its walls for our release. Thou camest to our hall of death, O Christ, to breathe our poisoned air, to drink for us the dark despair that strangled our reluctant breath. How beautiful the feet that trod the road that leads us back to God. How beautiful the feet that ran to bring the great good news to man. How beautiful it is, my dear brothers and sisters, that we are here together, each one of us. We're bound to nothing but death, despair, and destruction, and darkness, chasing after our own selfish desires, abandoning God for the filth of this creation, while the sinful flesh still hangs around our necks. Yet here you are, with me, in the house of the Lord. How can this be? Because of nothing else than the beautiful feet of Jesus, your Savior. How swiftly they came to you and swept you up in the arms of his grace. How powerfully they stomp through all the despair of this life and level the mountains and valleys by his grace. How effectively they rescued you from sin, death, and the power of the strong man, and ran you here against all odds to his beautiful house, the house of the Lord, where his cross 
is placed before your eyes, his life placed upon your tongue, and his grace and truth delivered to you so that your feet may no longer remain in that forsaken house of Satan. You are baptized into Christ Jesus. Your record of debt has been nailed to the cross where God himself disarmed the power of Satan over you and triumphed over him and his son, Jesus Christ. And it is all because of his grace that goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life and you shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.